0: Welcome back to Dong City, episode 41, 414141, the big 41, December 21st, our holiday themed show. As you can tell, the first show, last show before Christmas. Uh, how are you gentlemen doing today?
1: Doing great, man. We're in, we're in the holiday spirit here. I'm willing to stay warm this entire episode for the benefit yeah. of viewers. Uh, and as you can see, my office is in the holiday spirit. We have a bunch of shit we would normally have on walls that is currently being used as a storage unit in my office. So I am just head over heels in love with Christmas. How are you? A nice scarf.
0: I have no problem because it is brick, as they say in New York. <laughs> it is cold as shit. There's still ice on the ground. It's not even snow. I'm wearing one of my many gifts from Raymond, which was part of the Secret Santa. Thank you. I got my gloves that... I don't know if they're going to fit. <laughs> got my scarf. He told me there's something else in the mail. Uh, Rob and Wendy got me something, which I had. I don't know where the hell I put it, but it was a nice 49ers cheese cutting board. And I got to make sure I don't cut my fingers off, cursing out the rest of the season. But I'm doing well. Rob, how are you?
2: Doing pretty good. I'm enjoying my uh, vacation. Uh, first vacation since July. Yeah, working That's in the hospital. Out. Finally, um, uh, get a vacation from that, and also I'm done with school with the, my fall semester. I'm waiting for the winter semester next month. Other than that, I'm good. Well,
1: we've got a Keel here early, and we've got uh, Renee here early. And please feel free to tell us about Puerto Rican baseball if you'd like, Renee. Uh, we've got of a crowd- Rican,
0: speaking of Puerto Rican baseball, there we go. <laughs>
1: coming in your coquito by the way henry as part of your uh for those of you who don't know um henry had me for secret santa so a little Don City, yeah uh insertion there but which um, was
0: uh just for the record was randomized
1: yeah no i have no doubt that you didn't like try and pull something off but um i have not had it yet i'll be having it christmas eve and christmas day gonna introduce it to my parents i was gonna have it last night and then instead we ate cake and i got full so i didn't want to ruin it um but yeah we'll be having that and then your andy the andy pettit autograph is up there somewhere um right there you go. now
0: i've got some coquito. <laughs>
1: on my yankee shelf there's the henry face that my wife got super excited about she thought it was excellent marketing so um yeah if you want coquito every holiday season feel free to hit henry up so he can retire earlier than he wants i,
0: to. I will say uh, I'm not tooting my own horn, but for those who have an iPhone, the emojis I think mine is the most realistic one I've seen so far. I think my emoji is on point. Rob, let me see it again.
1: Super accurate.
0: Yeah, I think um, my emoji is absolutely on point. So
1: yeah, Rob, Rob, for those of you who don't know, is hunting PS5s as the show goes on. So if he just disappears <laughs> for a long period of time, that's why. Uh, we do demand, Rob, that you are here at the end of the show because you're gonna want us to uh, be a part of these special announcements that we have at the end. But anyway, let's get into baseball here. Thank you for joining everyone. Uh, we're gonna get right into it, baseball life. As real,
0: is- real quick, I, I cannot like or comment anything on Facebook as I'm uh on like day three or four of my 30 day ban. so all I want for Christmas is for. Zuckerberg to let me back in my groups. <laughs> that would be nice.
1: Did you get the ban? I don't remember what, what infraction this was. Did you get the ban well, over what happened in baseball life these yeah, past Yeah,
0: I, I got yeah. the ban um, over a playful joke. I called someone a bougie bitch, which is Jacob Oh, Trent. yeah. Uh, playfully. Yeah. Or uh, resident Mormon. Yeah, playfully, but uh, <laughs> apparently Facebook algorithms doesn't uh, detect sarcasm or intent.
1: Yeah, so... Henry's in jail. My room's a mess. We're in baseball. Baseball life took a little... (laughs) Rob's hunting PS5s. (laughs) Yeah, Rob's hunting PS5s. We're a mess. This is our last show of of 2020. It's also our last show of the first year of Dong City. So uh, they reach the old Reggie Jackson. We'll be back in January, probably with some more announcements. But um, anyway, let's get into it. So the the two controversial things of the past two weeks the Indians will no longer be the Indians I think as of 2023 um, so they're going to have a nice courtship like the Washington football team to figure out what they're going to be named uh, I like the spiders idea Henry I don't know if you've, if you've absolutely love that. the spiders yep.
0: idea makes I the most sense also like the Cleveland midges I know that's more tongue in cheek but <laughs> that was my uh, suggestion I really do like the Cleveland midges or the uh, Cleveland Jabbers. you know because yeah, they've ruined definitely. his career
1: that name is one and zero in playoff series, so uh, you know can't go wrong there. The other bit of news is that the Negro Leagues, uh, their stats are going to count towards MLB. Now, I Indians name changed to me, I've, I have zero like I don't, I couldn't care less. One, one way or another, I'm, if if that has is insulting to Native Americans and great, um, change the name. It really won't bother me that they're being that they're going away. And, um, you know, it's not like the baseball team's leaving. That type of stuff just doesn't bother me in general. Uh, the Negro League stats, I think, is cool. I was curious, and we talked about it a little before the show, as to how that's going to work. And you explained that only verified stats...
0: Correct. Only count. stats that can actually be verified will count. Um, when this was announced, I immediately got excited. And I thought to myself, Josh Gibson will get his due. He will be recognized as the new home run king. Um, For those who don't know, Josh Gibson is estimated to have somewhere between eight and 900 home runs. The problem with that is a lot of it is historical recount, players recount, um, but it's not officially documented anywhere. I think officially he's like at 250, 250 something Um, on the record books. Officially, anyone who was alive at the time will tell you that Josh Gibson is was a giant, um, but this is long overdue. Baseball got this right. Manfred got this right. You know, I'm I'm sure a lot of it is pandering because of the you know kind of political climate 2020 has become. A lot of it is a uh, reconciliatory, but I'll take it. It's the right move. Um, one thing that I have fallen in love with during this is there is a website which I will plug for free. It is called Seamheads.com. They are gathering all the Negro League stats. It's a, like a one-stop shop. Um, they have researchers, they have stat heads, and, and they're doing a really good job of tracking everything. So SeamHeads.com. Rob, if you get a chance, just drop that in the in the comment section for anyone who wants to see it. But SeamHeads.com, they're doing a really good job at uh, chronicling the stats and putting them all like, in a singular place for every one of you. So if, if you have time, fellas, uh, check it out.
1: Yeah, so not much more to say. Um, if you have differing opinions on these topics, I remind everyone that it's really not difficult to have a conversation without getting personal and ending Correct. up kicked out of the group. So man, there's your yeah. The, 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 the Indian
0: one—it it turned real ugly real fast. Those kind of posts bring out, you know, those uh, those folks that appear once in a while and only for those controversial posts, and usually live in the Midwest.
1: the <laughs> clientele of baseball life tends to come. Right.
0: Out. I. Know. I I'm in your camp. the The Indian name didn't bother me, but I'm also not Native American. Right, I right. think the logo was more insulting. The mascot was more insulting. Getting rid of that, I think, was a bigger deal. Getting rid of the name, I am for it. You know, if, if you want to right or wrong, do it. I'm, I'm with it. I, I like the spiders idea. Um, I wonder if they'll go the Cleveland baseball team route. I but, hope not.
1: Yeah. I, I look it. I've trash on the on the Washington football team a lot because they're a Giants, you know, division rival, but I just think that's so stupid. And I get why they're doing it, but hopefully next year they actually have a name. I don't want a Cleveland baseball team to be a name. I,
0: I will give Washington a little, you know, leash a longer leash because they were having issues getting a name because every name they got was trademarked by this uh, business man in Washington. So he owned all the possible names. He, kudos yeah. to him. That's fucking brilliant. So he went ahead and he trademarked and he bought all the website names for a bunch of names that could potentially be the name for the red, the new Washington team. And so there's a lot of uh, legal stuff and negotiations that has to go on there. So yeah. that I, one I kind of got.
1: Couldn't have happened to a better owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I have zero empathy. So anyway, those two things happened. Again, just keep it civil going forward. It, this will be spoken into the wind. Uh, let's get into other actual baseball news. Tommy Lasorda recently hospitalized, so he's not doing great. And speaking of not doing great, Tony LaRussa got his punishment today for his DUI, which you want to run us through both of those stories, Henry?
0: Uh, real quick, Tommy Lasorda, you said he's not doing great. It's the opposite, he's doing better. He was in yeah. ICU for about a month. He is out of ICU, and he's recovering. He's 93 years old. He had a heart attack in 2012, underwent a heart procedure in 2017. The Dodgers won the World Series, and they almost killed the man. So, you know what? Uh, <laughs> Dodgers fans, give the man a break, man. Let him rock. But hopefully uh, 2020 does not take Tommy Lasorda. He is one of our last baseball giants around. So prayers to him and his family. And Tony La Russa, this motherfucker here. <laughs> Talk about privilege. He got a one- day uh kind of arrest which will be served at home and he has to pay a fine of one thousand three hundred and eighty three dollars don't ask me where that obscure number comes from um and he has to complete you know uh, counseling at scottsdale arizona treatment facility so
1: that's like the most Mm -hmm. i know it didn't come from rob manford but that's like the most rob manford punishment ever
0: it wouldn't surprise me if it did come from (laughs) him
1: he's like hey it does sort of live in or um, does Larus, La I guess, doesn't live in California, but basically they're saying, hey, quarantine for a day like you
0: normally are. Well, that, that's the thing. It makes me laugh. It's like, oh, for being an alcoholic, we're going to let you stay home all day and think about it." <laughs> what do you think it's going to do?
1: Oh, man. Wonder what larus is going to do when he's home bored all day. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we'll see it. it At the very least, Tony Larusa. it kind of reminds me of when Ozzy Guillen joined the Marlins. I just think he's going to provide entertainment the entire year, one way, intentional or not, one way or another.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it'll be Ozzy-esque. I love Ozzy. Ozzy was a brand to himself, man. The baseball, baseball needs Ozzy right now. Oh, yeah. I I would love to see Ozzy as a coach, as a manager, just put him on staff somewhere, man. I want to see that.
1: Yeah, the the director of the Speed Kills 2005 White Sox. Mm -hmm. That team was – those are the types of teams I really love watching. So, you know, you want to bring Ozzy's brand back. I'm totally for it, even though he definitely bombed out. But um, I think (laughs) he forced his way out of the league. Read
0: Joey's comment. (laughs)
1: yeah it's now storage for all of my wife's normal decorations uh yeah until the angels sign a starting pitcher you just don't get the full banner
0: i speaking of which i will go into what we talk about free agents and guys rumored to be traded but yeah i think they dropped the ball somewhere along the line here
1: yeah well hey let's get right into it
0: um here's my issue with the angels okay they went out and they got rossiel iglesias from the reds i like that move the Reds have two starting pitches that they're dangling. Why not try to get a bigger deal? Yeah, go I, grab you, a Sonny Gray and drop him in your rotation. It's perfect for the Angels.
1: Who really like when you think about the Angels and the breakdown of that team? Right, you have Justin Upton, his contract's up not too long from now. Albert Pujols' contract up not too long from now. They have zero pitching, yeah. and not even zero pitching. Even they don't even have zero. They don't even have pitching in their farm system. Is it really asking – like, just give up Joe Adele. It's so much easier to find an outfielder than it is well, to find a starting pitcher.
0: Not to mention, Joe Madden just said that Joe Adele is going to spend time in the minors because he think he needs it.
1: Right. And not I'm that, that- in the in a World Series window. Like, they don't have to make a shoot-to-kill move. But you have to get pitchers, and they need, like, three of them.
0: Dude, I'm sitting there, and you have the Reds, you know, pushing two of their, of their big pitchers. And I'm like, the Angels has fucking made a trade with you. Why didn't they ask for a pitcher? Yeah, a starting pitcher rather.
1: Right. So they have a glacius. I I mean, I okay. That I agree with you. That's a good move, but I also agree. Like they just you don't sign Trevor Bauer. I mean, it's just I don't know what that organization's doing.
0: I, I think Trevor Bauer to LA is a slam dunk at this point.
1: I'm still gonna go with uh that he's not gonna go there because he doesn't want to. <laughs> so that's my theory. So I think the Angels will try, and he makes a lot of sense on paper. I will stick with my conspiracy theory that in 2016 I read the Sports Illustrated article. He wants to go do teams that have high tech, advanced pitching analytics, and the Angels don't fit the bill. So I'm not going to say him. He's going to the Angels.
0: I, I liked him staying in uh, in Cincy, but they can't. They're trying to get rid of Sonny Gray, who only has 20 million dollars left on his deal. So oh, yeah, they're, they're,
1: they're, they're clearly
0: not. Forward. They're out of Bauer if they can't pay Sonny Gray 20 mil.
1: The Reds went all in last year. We all knew they were doing it. They didn't score a single run in the playoffs and in a fake round of the playoffs, mind you. And they uh, they are trading everything now. And that's going to be someone's treasure because they may benefit. I mean, this is Let's talk about the offseason in general. And Rob, you can pull up the free agent tracker. We'll discuss who's already been signed. I know there's some Mets fans watching, so that's exciting. Um,
0: I'll, And I want to talk about that James McCann deal.
1: Yeah, this offseason... For those of you who haven't put this together yet, is going to move at a glacier pace. I mean, do just sit back and relax, have as much coquito as you want, because you will not see like this. DJ Lemay, who's going to do a dance for a long time, and so is Trevor Bauer, and so is Ever, George Springer. Uh, there's going to be smoke attached to several teams. You won't see any of this with until January.
2: I, I don't think with Springer's
1: going to sign, by I, I I will take the over on New Year's Eve for every single one of these guys, and some of them, I don't know if Springer necessarily, he strikes me as the first guy to sign of the big names. Some of them are going to go into March, and the reason for that is that this offseason is going to move at a glacier pace. Eventually, you're going to have trades come down the pike. I think it will be a busy trade time, but... The season's not going to start on time, which we'll get into, so they are going to have a bigger well, offseason, and this is just going to be a standoff for many months.
0: Breaking news. Yes. Howie Kendrick just retired.
1: No, I thought you were going to say George Springer signed and just have immediate egg on my face. but No,
0: no, no. I do, I do think George Springer will be wrapped in under Joey's Christmas tree for his birthday. I think hey, no, George Springer hey, goes this week.
1: I don't, and it's not because I don't think the Mets can sign him. I think I actually did have them signing him, but um, I think they're they're going to be in a in a bluffing match for a while. Just, not just the Mets; every team and every free agent. It, it this could very well be. I mentioned this in the admin chat earlier today. You remember that off season in the NBA where LeBron was going to be a free agent the next year, and I think maybe their CBA was also expiring, and everyone yeah. signed one year deals. I think you're going to see everyone
0: that. except Carmelo.
1: Yes, of course. Uh, I think you're going to see that in baseball this year. Everyone's going to sign one year under market value deals because no ownership's going to spend. You can't prove collusion like under any circumstances, yeah. and uh, and the CBA is expiring. So you're probably headed towards a strike. Why would anyone, unless they're getting top dollar, which they almost certainly won't sign a long-term deal. Everyone's going to sign one year sweetheart deals. We're going to have a, a shortened season and then 2022, 2023, whenever baseball comes back, yeah. that's when all those long – I mean, that free, free agency is going to be bananas after this offseason. But this offseason, Glacier Pace.
0: I, I agree. I agree with all of that, except I think the Mets are smart enough to know we need a guy. He's the guy we need. Although I did think that with JT, but they went the little cheap route. But I, I think Springer's their guy, and I think they give him that 5-125 deal.
2: Well, I hope they
1: do uh, because, like I said, I I've got them as all second tier guys. I can't. I think it was and, Rob. I don't know if you have noted this. I think I did say Springer to the – I said one is either Rio Muto or Springer to the Mets. Obviously, Rio Muto is not happening, uh, but they'll get one of those top tier guys. The rest will be second tier guys, and that mm. segues into this. We start with James McCann, who is who they signed instead of Rio Muto. Now, I'll start off with that. That was a smart move, not signing JT. But signing James McCann, $40 million, it's an overpay. The Mets can afford it. Obviously, they've got new owners. They're, you know, they're the new kid on the block, shiny object ownership. But um, I don't like this. I mean, James McCann, if you look at his career stats, he was great last season, in an abbreviated season. But that dude is 31 years old. He's not getting better. This is a glorified, he's barely a starting catcher, and he just got $40 million. I think he's worth half of that.
0: So <clears throat> I'm in agreement with you that <clears throat> McCann was a good deal for the Mets, but for different reasons. I think that, first of all, I, I don't like this deal. I don't like this deal because I think there if there was a team with a need, with the top free agent guy being out there, it was the Mets needing a catcher and JT being that guy. Mm-hmm. He's the best catcher in baseball. He hits, frames, does everything well. That was a marriage that was perfect, made in heaven. For whatever reason, the Mets didn't get it done. They went with McCann, four years, $40 million. $40 million, that's a drop in the bucket for Steve Cohen, $10 million for a good catcher. My problem with that deal is the amount of innings that McCann has caught. He hasn't been a full-time catcher. He's been splitting duties with Grondahl and other catchers. I don't know who else is on the Mets roster, but you're going to need another major league catcher to split time with this dude. My problem is that, this is where I think JT's agent dropped the ball. You have the team, you have a new owner, you have a hungry fan base. The Mets should have been the only target for JT and his agent. And they dropped the ball. I don't know what happened but in, in, in behind closed doors, but at that point when they said, Hey, we're going to go with plan B, his agent should have been like, wait, 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 let's get JT. Let's get in a room and let's hammer this out. Them dropping the ball immediately dropped the JT around Muto market. I think he ends up signing for a lot less money than people think he was going to. I think it's going to go to the point where JT signs a deal so cheap that people are going to be like, damn, the Mets could have got him for a little bit more. But they also control his market with signing McCann. So I think JT to the Mets is a better deal. I understand why they went with McCann. I just think everyone in here, everyone here loses. JT loses because he's not going to the team he should have been to. The Mets lose the guy that they absolutely needed. I...
1: I think the, if the Mets sign Springer and McCann, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that over Rio Muto and, um, and whoever would be the cheap outfield replacement. I'm not a big believer. Now, Rio Muto's in his prime, which helps, but I'm not a big believer of investing big into catchers unless they're, they're like a Mike Piazza type catcher, you know, prolific generational type guy. Um, Rio Muto will go somewhere. What I'm guessing happened is probably his camp was like 200 million. And even the Mets were like, there's no point in that because no one's going to get anywhere near their market value. And I agree with that. Even with DJL, you know, DJ LeMayu asking 125, everyone in the Yankee world freaking out because the Yankees won't give him five, 125. They won't give him that because I don't. Th- we don't have an offer from the Mets or Blue Jays as far as Rio Muto goes. Yeah. Like everyone wants to say that these guys are competing to sign him. We don't know what number they're competing at. Maybe they're going to offer 90 ultimately and the Yankees are at 80. We don't know that yet. But I don't think any of these guys are going to get market value, including Trevor Bauer. And he has the best shot because he's the only good starting pitcher. Uh, and when I say good, I mean top tier starting pitcher in all of free agency. Now that Stroman didn't accept his, his offer or yeah. did accept his offer. no, he so,
0: accepted
1: Yeah. Uh, so McCann to the Mets, I think it was too much money. I don't think it was a bad signing. I do think McCann's overrated, especially with the pitch framing um, because last year was really the first time he was even above average at pitch framing. Every other year of his career has been below. I don't know if that's a sample size issue or if he, legitimately learned. I heard he had a new catching instructor or whatever. I've seen Gary Sanchez run through like nine of them and it hasn't done shit. So maybe McCann's smarter than that. I don't know, but uh, I'm not terribly impressed with McCann, the player. Um, But I do think that type of signing was a smart one for the Mets to stay out of the Rio Muto sweepstakes. And I agree with you, Henry, they dropped the ball and letting the Mets walk away with McCann so early.
0: Yeah. I I think, I think everybody lost there. The Mets got the better financial deal but they lost out on the better player.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's almost indisputable. And I also agree with what by, by
0: a lot. Like, JT is probably like twice the player that McCann is.
1: Oh, he's two tiers above every single you catcher. In so,
0: the, you know, the, the, the drop between JT and McCann is substantial.
1: And, and it's yeah, not even it, that.
0: Money, but
1: it's JT and the rest baseball there you yeah. can make, if I'm a met fan, a few catchers you can put in his category and they're three years older
0: listen to me if i'm a met fan the one thing i don't want to hear about right now is money yeah you, you've heard money since the wilpons have owned this fucking team you've heard money since bernie Madoff. You've heard money on these trades on these bad signings you've heard money 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 you have the richest owner in baseball if there's one thing i met fans do not want to hear it's about money so clearly this was a move about money And I just think it was the wrong one. I think they should have gone with JT unless JT just absolutely did not want to play in New York. I just think everyone dropped the ball here.
1: I, they could definitely afford JT and and other guys. Mets will go up to that at least bottom threshold. My theory on them is that next year is going to be their big spending year, even though this year they can make a killing because no one else is going to spend the talent I don't think is there. If I'm the Mets, I kind of agree with that though. Next year's free agency is so much better than this one that maybe that's when they go on like a crazy spending spree, like a 2009 Yankees type example. But, uh, and, and honestly, no matter what the Mets do, whether they sign Bauer Springer, and Real Muto, I still wouldn't say they're a world series team this year.
0: Real quick. So. I just want to respond to Randy, since I can't type my response, Randy one, I have one Santa hat. <laughs> You'll <laughs> <He'll> get it.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, a little bit of debate there. Yeah. By the way, I totally ignored the the Howie Kendrick announcement. Good riddance, man. I, I mean, that guy just <laughs> murdered the Yankees for a
0: pesky little fuck, man. I, I, yeah. I didn't he just sign a two year deal?
1: Did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it was okay. a
0: two year deal.
1: Good for him. He's like, I'm over it. I've got my ring. That's yeah. it. I'm
0: looking at this list that Rob pulled up. I didn't even realize Mike Miner signed a contract.
1: Neither did anyone except Mike Minor. I mean,
0: he's he, it's with Kansas City, so that's why, but man, that's it's not a bad big. deal for him, man.
1: He dropped off the map so quickly, yeah. Royals 28. He's gonna do fine there.
0: You got 18 million dollars to pitch at Kansas City, and everyone forgot about you. So, it's like
1: Drew Smiley got 11 million to pitch yeah. for the Braves. That's a very Braves deal.
0: I will say on this deal that Trevor May deal, I like a lot more than the, the James McCann deal.
1: I do too. Trevor, I like May, that I deal a lot. Mets need to make a second signing like that. Yep. Uh, Trevor May, good signing, no problems. I saw the rumors of the twins wanting to trade like one of their guys who sucked ass to the Yankees in the hypothetical that I had a problem with. But this deal, free agency, he's thirty-one, two-year deal. No I really like
0: that deal for him. I think that was a really smart deal for the Mets.
1: Mets at least seem to be like two dominant relievers away. May, you know, May could be part of that solution. Um, Morton to the. Delmontas
0: is going back to the Mets. Did they exercise that option?
1: I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he did. The uh, Charlie Morton to the Braves, uh, another Braves deal. I'm surprised. Fifteen million's a good like one year deal, and I don't yeah. think Morton wants to go further than that because he's always threatening to retire. But I'm surprised he just like jumped on that so quick. I would have thought someone might have paid even more.
0: Yeah, I think he could have got two years out of him.
1: Yeah, um, but again, I don't even know if Morton wants more than more than a year because he's been threatening to retire since he's like 34 now. He's 37 um adam eaton. to do that kind of wish yankees would pay a little more attention to Eaton, but they didn't uh, now he's gone uh, uh good signing though for the white socks that, that's we, the type of veteran
0: we have adam eaton already and we have adam eaton but better
1: i want like seven of those guys we I have him his name gardner,
0: is brett gardner better.
1: not getting started if gardner signs for eight million dollars I'm going to go through my own roof. Like if Brett Gardner signs for anything more than like three million dollars with the Yankees cutting sixty million in payroll this year, that's a joke. Because you're, at this point, hate, anyone can do his job.
0: You have the most random hate for some players. This shit is just out of fucking control. <laughs> They're all fan
1: favorites. I hate them. I, I swear, god, you, you have the fucking.
0: The guys you hate are just like out of left field all the fucking time. I I every Yankee fan loves Luke Voigt. Vince Ah fucking Luke Voigt.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's symbolic hatred because Luke Voigt's a very productive player, but he's part of the problem for me because he's. I I,
0: look, I I'm I agree with you on trading Luke Voigt, but that's a guy that it's hard to hate him.
1: I don't. I'm sure I don't. Well, I do kind of hate him as a person. Like here's the thing too: in the past year. I've become like somewhat of a workout nut in that I work out like five to eight hours a week. And I'm still not like as broy as Luke Voigt. Like that stuff's controllable, but that dude just like as I wear my snow hat on air, uh that From guy Florida. is is <laughs> such a I don't even like him as a pro like I wouldn't want to be around Luke.
2: You Voigt. are
0: bugging. I'd love to have go have drinks with Luke Voigt. No. By I, the way, no. I said we have Adamie and his name is Brett Gardner. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Brett Gardner is fucking much better than Adam Eaton.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll probably I mean, had twelve million for no reason. Too.
0: I just pulled up the last two years, three year stats. And Brett Gardner is like a fucking three and a half WAR more. Get out of
1: here, Adam Eaton. If you want
0: Adam Eaton? We have Brett Gardner. Get out of here.
1: I, it, I would consider Eaton over Gardner. He's like five Stop. years younger too.
0: Stop.
1: Exactly, he's he's, five, he's younger the and less. Something Gardner doesn't do ever.
0: He's went no get out of here
1: sucks your
0: your obscure hate is ridiculous
1: gardner needs he's he needs to go uh speaking of guys who i had no interest in robbie ray was one of them good luck with the blue jays i i I, those types brian cashman
0: had a hard-on for him forever i don't want him
1: yeah of course he has brian cashman's like that dude in a relationship who like intentionally dates damaged girls because he thinks he can fix them that's as as a gm
0: talking about fixing i look at this list Michael Walker immediately stands out to me.
1: Yeah, Michael Walker. Well, he went to the Rays, so we know he's going to have a great year. Yep, <laughs> that's just that's a very the look. That, that's what see. they did.
0: They basically got rid of Morton, mm-hmm. brought in Walker, and saved twelve million dollars.
1: Twelve million bucks. They'll probably get the same exact production. Yeah, they'll just, probably
0: go out there and do some stupid shit like trade for Sonny Gray, and plop him into the rotation, and you know
1: that'll be they, the trade
0: no one saw coming.
1: They brought uh, and then they brought Zunino back for for three million bucks, so he could hit thirty home runs on three million. And uh, yeah, Greg Holland, nothing to see there. David, Dahl. there you go. The Mets
0: could have David signed Dahl. the Mets could have signed Zunino to pair with McCann.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that's like the guys who signed for three million. I'm like, like no one else was willing. like David Dahl. Another perfect example. Two
0: points. David Dahl. That's He's a hell of a. Twenty-seven up. years old. That's a steal.
1: Again, a guy I would
0: take over Gardner. That's a steal um, for Texas. I think he's going to hit well in that ballpark.
1: I love that. That might be one of my favorite under the radar signings until Ryan Sanek signs with someone. And, add, uh, and
2: what's that? Can I add Kevin? something? Yeah. Sure. Uh, let's not forget about that um, Mets and Rockies rumor that the Mets are trying to try to get. Um, Oh, oh, we, we got the trade the guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, we, we got the trade rumors coming up, Rob. We're trying to get through these free agency okay. picks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. I promise. Yeah, David Dahl, I, th- him and Ryan Stanek are like my two hard on. Like nobody actually cares about these guys, but I want to see them. Like I would, I would take both of them. Um, and then the rest of these guys pretty irrelevant. So yeah, we'll, everyone, we'll the rest of his list is ass. <laughs> if you've heard of them, congratulations. Uh
0: Castillo I mean wasn't his star really bright just a couple years ago now he's signing minor league deals yeah Matt There's Duffy else, same thing
1: someone I'm else good. signed a minor league deal and I was kind of surprised Scott oh Sean Casmar. I was like Scott Casmir still plays baseball yeah, yeah I, I mean none of these I'm guys
0: good. I'll pass on the rest of this list
1: Dylan Cozens I don't um, even want to see big this on my prospect. screen
0: Rob get rid of this shit <laughs> yeah
1: I'm Facebook friends with Dylan Cozens and uh that's that's all i've got on him but um yeah so those are your free agents not much has happened i wouldn't expect that to change much in the next few weeks uh now we've got a springer back going will he sign before new year's we'll see
0: i'm saying before christmas that's
1: that's even ballsier i i will i still say in january um Let's get into these trade rumors. So there's a few guys. There's a trade market, again, generally when free agency is quiet. I mean, people still have to, have to move somewhere. We know Lindor is going to get traded, and I don't buy for a second. They're going to let it go to opening day.
0: I I don't know. I think they will be stupid enough to wait until the trade deadline.
1: I, that's a – so here, especially, again, this year, that there will be no value.
0: Here's the problem with Lindor. You see Lindor, you say trade Lindor, and immediately you say you got to give up a boatload to get Lindor, right? Mm -hmm. But with Lindor comes a $20 million price tag. So how much all all these, you know, prospective trades that that all these writers and insiders are throwing out, I look at them and I say, no, that's way too much value. I don't want to give up all that value and pay $20 million and he's a free agent. I don't want to do that.
1: You have to know the market. And the market right now, we've seen Trevor Story, who makes significantly less in trade rumors, Francisco Lindor in trade rumors, Nil yeah. Aranato in trade rumors, Chris Bryant in trade rumors, and they all have one thing in common, their rentals, and yeah. they will cost money in a year. I, I don't know how to better translate this. It's against what I stand for, but teams are not going to spend a lot of money this winter. And there's nothing you can do to change that. So, yeah, Henry, to your point, when when Francisco Lindor comes with a $20 million price tag, you're not getting much for him in a trade. And you have to trade him because the difference between the Lindor and the Indians and maybe Chris Bryant and the Cubs is that there's no chance Lindor gets locked up by the Indians. There is theoretically a chance Bryant can stay with the Cubs long term, even though I don't think it will happen.
0: Oh, no. There's zero chance that that happened. The I, there go. is
1: a more than zero percent chance that he could zero.
0: Stay with they screwed that kid so hard. They got seven years out of him. He hits free agency. Don't make me did.
1: defend the Cubs, please. I, it hit, is not in my you know, nature. He
0: hits free agency at thirty years old, and that's just wrong. The Cubs did him super dirty.
1: They did. They did. They they completely butchered it but there's still a higher chance just based on the two teams involved and where their payrolls are that Chris Bryant not, and I, they can use it as leverage. Cool. Indians can't use Lindor as leverage because everyone knows that they don't even want him this year, let alone next year. Exactly. So yeah, I agree with you. These uh, I'll, I'll, you know, we, we go back to this top, these two of your top five prospect rumors for a rental making 20 million, who's a shortstop, which sometimes that's useful, but when you've got four elite ones, coming up next year in free agency, you're not getting a big deal and they have to trade them. So Indian the there's
0: one guy watching the Lindor market, sitting back drinking some Coquito, it's Alderton Simmons. Yeah. Because yeah. the minute Lindor's market is is clear, whoever doesn't get Lindor, Simmons may end up... Ca- I, I thought initially he'd sign a one-year deal. I wouldn't be surprised if he signs a multi-year deal at this point once Lindor goes...
1: I think, and I've got no basis for this, I've just, the entire time I've felt Simmons is a one-year a one 12 million guy. And I don't know why. It's just, I, just I thought he was a one-year guy too.
0: I think he might get a multi-year deal depending on what the Lindor market is. Because every shortstop is waiting for Lindor. Whether yeah. it's the other teams that need to trade, their guys who are behind Lindor, whether it's Didi Gregorius, whether it's Simmons. They're all waiting for Lindor to happen. Once Lindor happens, all the other dominoes will fall.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And Simmons, which could help his market, is the Yankees' plan B for everything.
0: <laughs> they don't get
1: Trevor Bauer, Simmons. They don't yep. get DJL, Simmons. Yep. They don't get D.D. Simmons. So it always helps to have a big, a big boy in your corner, uh, even when they're not spending. So that's Lindor. Trevor's story, I've only seen him linked – to the Yankees. I don't particularly like any hypotheticals out there. I don't, I don't even know if he's on the market, honestly. He's probably not.
0: I would assume he is on the market only because, again, he's one of the big four free agent shortstops next year.
1: Yeah, but the Rockies to me are like, you have to give us this deal or we're just going to do something stupid because that's kind of how they are.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I was... it, it's hard. I just, I, I can't see them keeping story. Yeah. But story splits, just like most Rocky players, are not pretty. It'd
1: be smart to trade him, no doubt about that. But I,
0: I like Story because when he first came up, he was an absolute hack with the glove.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he just Definitely. turned that into being one of the best defensive shortstops in the game. So yep. kudos to him and his work ethic.
1: Yep. Uh, we'll throw in, not that he's, we didn't mention him at all yet, but Kyle Schwarber's still out there. We'll see what happens. Look, with
0: him. I think Schwarber is a good get. Whoever gets him, they're going to get a good deal. They're going to get a good ball player. Well, I don't know what the Cubs' rush was to get rid of the guy.
1: They're going to get a good deal because he's going to sign for like one year. Joey
0: Gallo's out there, I heard, too.
1: Yeah, Gallo's available. Um, Nolan there's
0: there's going to be a lot of cheap power out there.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. A, and there should be because there's a surplus of power in general. So Hey, Eddie's back. Um, Nolan Arenado, I'll toss, I'll toss Mets fans another bone. The Rockies engaged with the Mets, which is a totally different conversation than the Mets engaging with the Rockies. Correct. And they did it, I'm sure, because again, the Mets have this prestige now as like, they might be the only team willing to spend top dollar on someone this winter. And, uh, and it doesn't seem like there's much smoke there. You we found both banned nice. it preemptively, but it just doesn't seem like there's anything. I there
0: saw wrong. the Alderson, Steve Cohen, and I forgot who the GM, they just hired I'm laughing at that phone call. I want no parts of Arenado. I know Joey wants it. I want it to happen only so I can laugh at Joey every day for the next six to seven years. Yeah, Because that is a deal that if the Mets make will absolutely blow up in their face. I don't want to pay that guy that kind of money. His offense is going to dip drastically. Yeah, you have the defense. His, his glove is generational. I always give him that. It's not worth his bat. Is not worth it. That's a deal that Mets fans you want no part of. Stay away. I look. I'm not a Mets fan, and I'll tell you guys. Next year, you want to spend money. You want to show how big Steve Cohen's wallet is. You want to stand on it. Go out there, and sign two of the big four shortstops. Put Correa at third base. Put Story or Lindor at shortstop, and call it a day. That's what you do.
1: Arenado is already. I mean, he's just inherently not. Re- I wouldn't give up much of anything for him because of his. His contract is going to age so poorly and not even because he may age poorly, but because when he signed, it was right before like a mini bubble and then a much bigger bubble after that. And they both burst. So it's, to me,
0: and all over again. Yeah.
1: He'll never justify that salary. And on top of that, he may, by the way, be a slightly above average player away from course, which is the other problem.
0: I think you're giving him too much credit with that slightly.
1: Well, I'm including his premium defense.
0: His defense is
1: average like- hitter and premium defense to me is still above average as a player, but he's not a superstar by any means.
0: The, the Mets don't want that dude. Trust me.
1: This is Henry's most visited site on all of the internet. It is Nolan Arenado's <laughs> advanced stats, um, and here I mean, look, those are great numbers. Rob, do we have it away? Is this away from course or is this just in general?
2: This is, I believe, in course. I believe. Okay. Do we, can we oh, get away fine. from cores? Because that's like. here.
1: Henry's going to go nuts. Yeah, that's the average
2: that.
0: there. <laughs> Use baseball reference. Their splits are easier. Yes, yeah. yeah. okay. So let me
2: let me get out of there. I'll yeah. get back to you on the.
1: Yeah, uh, Wen's got it right. Thirty-five million for a guy who's going to hit two sixty. That's very. By the way, awful. if you
0: don't know, Wen is actually Carlos. I don't know why he has the new name, but that's Carlos.
1: I did not know that, that so <laughs> I'm glad to, you know he's commented and I've been like that guy's being like pretty nice to me and I have no idea who he is and now <laughs> yeah, that is it.
0: Carlos I don't know the name change I only I was like he looked at the picture like yo that's that's called who the fuck is when
1: but yeah that, that's Carlos Yo, give me why why what is when Corey that's what I want to know and hello to Melvin and Eddie by the way they joined us um So there you go. I'm not, yeah, I'm with you on Arenado for different reasons. I just, you can't justify a trade like that, giving up anything meaningful. The
0: only reason I would want Arenado there is so I can laugh and text Joey every day. That's literally it. Are these it,
2: Rob? I believe so. Let me see. This is Arenado here.
0: Go up to where it says splits. See right there, the little drop down, hit splits. Career. And then let's laugh together.
1: <laughs> Henry's got a tutorial on Reddit for how to look up Nolan Arenado's away from core splits. <laughs> what?
0: Down. Go down, scroll down. Yeah,
2: yep. That's that's what they show you. Go, yeah, keep
1: you going.
0: Have home and away somewhere. Yeah,
2: keep going. There It'll go. pop up. There you go. go. There,
1: we go. So, <laughs> there you go. So there you go. Uh, three 263, 322,
0: 793. No, it that stinks. That's bad. bad. God damn, that Arenado stinks
1: in this day and age. If you don't Shit. have 800 OPS, you shouldn't be considered an offensive minded player. And Nolan one Arenado is getting paid 30 plus million a year. To be look, an at, the, look,
0: look at the games, they're close. So I don't want to hear that he's played substantially more games at home. That's Arenado really sucks.
1: That's bad. It's not even just the home run; to like everything suffers.
0: You, he's not. He's not above average. He's not slightly above. He's a bum way, away from.
1: Please never steal a base again. Sixteen stolen <laughs> bases and fifteen caught stealing's awful. That's one of the worst things I've seen recently for anything. Why do they allow him to ever? Try? He's fifty percent stealing bases.
0: That's historically bad. He's probably high when he does that. His look. He has more value to them. For his own legacy, he's better off staying there. He can be that guy that's always argued about, but his numbers will always be his numbers if he stays there, no matter how inflated they are. He leaves that place, it's a gross, gross mistake. Right now he's on track to like ridiculous Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah. He's on track, he's on a Hall of Fame track.
1: By the way, I like what you said artists. as far as uh, Shorebird of Texas seems like a very Texas. Deal. they love like I they also love those that. one two-year deals but it seems like only four hitters and fat pitchers
0: yeah i could see that
1: yeah uh yeah that's bad that's bad you can't you can't deny it i and Arenado think... too is not like when dj lemay who had bad splits i was like okay but he, the type of hitter he is he'll right. excel in the yankee stadium you can't he's
0: line to that. line he's a line to line hitter
1: yeah uh left field the yankee like fenway maybe he can put up some good stats but yeah. Yankee Stadium, deep left field, he wouldn't even be good there. There's there's two to three stadiums probably in the majors that Arenado there is, is how long, somewhat how, worth it.
0: How long have you known me now? Three years, four years now? About that? Four years. And I've been telling you this since the day you met me that Arenado yeah. sucked. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's uh, – yeah. I don't. All All right, take it down, Rob. I don't want to look at it anymore.
0: I don't know what the hell Rob is doing. He's bored.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was good use of, of graphics, but I don't want to look at his numbers anymore. Uh, last part of this is that David Price. Uh, now, actually, there's one my favorite part of this, but David Price may not play in 2021. Total bitch move. I, I just, there's no justice. That's worse than Stroman. I, I can at least understand bitching about being traded to the Mets in the situation they were in in 2019 and then opting out in 2020 because he accepted the qualifying offer. That like kind of resonates with me. But um, David Price opting out of 2020 and then possibly not playing in 2021 after being traded to the World Series champions. I mean, like they put you in a bad situation. Totally not unacceptable.
0: Good luck. They traded for you. They took on your money. They put you in a winning situation. Now, I don't wanna, you know, I, I, it's hard because you don't wanna say, you don't wanna shit on someone who's legitimately afraid of COVID and and whatever's going on. I don't know his situation.
1: We haven't heard him say that once though.
0: I don't think. Right. Whatever the case is, we don't know, but watching them win without him, you would think he's like, yo, I need to come back to this. I need to get this done. And again, he hasn't said he's out. Dave Roberts, you know, was quoted saying, you know, I don't know. We don't know if he's going to pitch. So that raises an eyebrow as a Yankee fan. I've always called David Price a bitch for other reasons. Yeah. Derek Jeter owns him, but um, I, it's not a good look, man. Especially with the Dodgers coming off of a chip.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: it, it's, it's a bad look.
1: Yeah, I uh, I agree. Now Michelle, yeah, but just –
0: they do say they do save a, a shitload of money.
1: Yeah, uh, Michelle did say that Price has denied this and says that he will play. So
0: okay,
1: we'll see, good, good. Um, we'll see. I. I believe Michelle and she usually is pretty good about sources. Um, but I also know David Price is a bitch. So we'll see if it happens. She,
0: she's good. Unless you start like teasing her about the Dodgers and she gets angry. It's, she it's, does it's fun, get angry. Yeah. It's fun she to watch
1: about the Dodgers until you, you know, <laughs> it's not positive. Um, now she's pretty, pretty objective too. Yeah. Speaking of objective, I am not objective when it comes to Luis Castillo. He is my favorite pitcher who is not a, not named Garrett Cole. Um, He was mentioned in trade rumors. The Reds are even going as far. I mean, this dude's not a free agent until 2023. So you're talking uh, maybe 2024. He's got at least two years left. He's not a rental. He is the biggest get, 28 years old. If I am, again, a team like the Yankees, even a team like the Mets, a team like the Angels, certainly, if you can't buy them, at least trade for one. All of these guys should be in on Luis Castillo. He should be the plan B to Trevor Bauer. And the Reds could really actually make a pretty good killing on him because that guy's got tremendous trade value in my mind.
0: There's two guys in baseball, two young guys that I'm. if I'm the Yankees, I would open up the cupboard and say, pick one. Mm -hmm. And it's Luis Castillo and the other one is Jack Flaherty. And I didn't think that there was a chance that either one. Hearing Castillo's name in trade talks is amazing to me. Um, Unless they're expecting some ridiculous haul for him, it doesn't make any sense. He's the kind of guy... Yeah, he's the kind of guy you want to keep. He's affordable. He's uh, scheduled to make four point four million dollars this coming year. And then you have two more Arbyers after that. That's a guy you keep.
2: Yeah, it's
0: I, I don't get it, man.
1: And this is not a situation where like a team, it's not an Arenado situation where a team contacted the Reds, like the Reds. Allegedly, have put it out there that Lindor can be had for the right price. We imagine the right price is very high. Um, I uh, this is again like I know Vato's there, but you want to put Luke Voigt in a deal, you want to put Schmidt or Garcia in a deal, you want to put. You know Friedman
0: how we talk shit
1: table to me for Castillo.
0: You know how we talk shit about all these shitty owners. Yeah, there's an example of what's going on in Cincinnati. With yeah. that collection of talent, there's no reason they should be selling guys like Castillo. None. Mm-hmm. And I want to take uh, Aaron to task here. This is the first time he's tuning into the show in a year. And Dang. he's one of our most active members. Where the fuck have you been? Insulting. I'm rooting against the Raiders from now on. That's why the White Sox suck. <laughs> is it, he's a White Sox
1: Raiders fan, right? Do he I have that is
0: right? a White Sox Raiders yeah. fan. He's black and uh-huh. silver all the way.
1: Two uniforms I love, but now I'm rooting against both because Aaron's ignored us for an entire year. That's that's upsetting. Uh, anyway, welcome. You can you can try and make it up to us going forward. Um, so, yeah. So, there's oh, your-, I your Watch room. every other show. <laughs>
0: uh, even worse. He's on the wrong side of Chicago. He's on the oh, wrong, man. <laughs>
1: White Sox quickly making their way into my Cubs doghouse if we keep running into situations like this. Um, that is the Chicago team. I like you guys. You have to... I take
0: it I take it back, Ricky. I take it back. We like the White Sox better than the Cubs.
1: Yeah. Um, so th- those are your trade rumors. Now, 2021, what we know is that the season is not going to start on time. We also know it's not going to be a full season. We do not know when that is. If I had to take a guess... It's obviously you're not starting opening day. You're probably looking at June is my guess. I don't think it'll be as short as last year. I don't think it'll be as uh, packed scheduling wise as last year, but I'm guessing they may have some sort of bubble depending on like, I don't think it'll be one bubble, but they may have like regional bubbles. And you're probably looking at like around a June timeframe. Now, you know, cut out 40 to 50 games.
0: When I saw the article, the first thing I thought was, God, I hate these fucking owners. Yeah. It's the first thing that comes to mind because we have these discussions and debates in the groups all the time. The, the guys that want to kill Scott Boris but want to throw roses at these owners and claim that they're doing nothing. The owners asking for the season to start late is a direct result of all these science um, articles and everything coming out saying, hey, this pandemic is going to go into spring which means that there'll be no fans in attendance, which means if there's no fans, there's no money. So the players, I'll give them credit. Since last year, when they were talking about before the season, they wanted hundred games. The players wanted to play. And now granted, they wanted to get paid too. They knew the more games they played, the more money they would make. But the owners only wanna push back the start date because there's no fans in the stands. We can't sell concessions. We can't sell parking. We can't sell merch. So this is all a money ploy again. They don't care about the sport. They care about making money. If you think these owners give a shit about you, your household, your fandom, your team, your athletes, they don't give a shit about anything but money. And here's another reason to prove it.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. And they are doubling down on the greediness and they'll continue to blame players. I'm sure that's coming as we get in, as we get closer to the season. And then they're going to do it a third time when the CBA comes up. So just get used to it. I mean, this is... You want to blame someone for ruining the sport. It's a combination of Rob Manfred and the owners because they're going to continue to do this over and over again until they have a CBA that is on their terms. It's post pandemic and they can start to recoup money. And let's get into those numbers a little bit. They cut $2.5 billion in player salaries. Now look at the number, how much that keep in mind Playoff revenue mostly went to owners. So you had an expanded playoff. They recouped some of the money they lost. They also cut $2.5 billion from millionaires, not from billionaires in salary. And here's another interesting fact we read, we learned from an ESPN Plus article today. The Yankees are have spent the most money this century. Their payroll when they get under the uh, the luxury tax, which by all accounts they're going to do that. What that means is they're going from about what would have been a two hundred and sixty plus million dollar payroll in twenty twenty if we had a full season. It ended up being under two hundred million because it wasn't a full season. They're going to cut. While in a World series window mind you about 60 million dollars off payroll they want to get under 210 that's what the luxury tax is this year and they have to stay under it so they're probably going down to about 200 maybe 195 which is yeah, why
0: in the season on the yep.
1: yeah which is why you see them arguing pennies with their best hitter um the reason I bring that up is if they do that if they go to like a 195 to 200 205 million dollars payroll, it's the same payroll they had in 2005. Now, why is that meaningful that they have the same payroll they did 15 years ago? Because one, you could look at this CBA, this current one as a glorified salary cap. And two, Major League Baseball until 2020 for 17 years in a row had record setting revenues as in every single year, they made more revenue than the year before. So for 17 years, these owners have been collecting revenue records, and they, we have stagnant wages. This is America in a nutshell. This is exactly what's happening in the actual country. Pretty much. Billionaires are, saving, are making money, they're making hand over fist, they're cutting corners, they're cutting salaries, they're laying people they're off.
0: They're giving bailouts.
1: Yup, and we keep supporting them to do this while you're making the same salary that you would have made 15 years ago. It's insanity. And that's what's happening. The Yankees are an example of that. 2005, same payroll as 15 years ago because of one year of setback after 17 consecutive years of setting revenue records. None of these owners should have have an issue with a shortage of money right now. Not one. Maybe they don't make as much revenue last year, but not one should be cutting $60 million out of their payroll in the World Series window or saying that they won't participate in any sort of free agency. Because they don't have the money, and they certainly shouldn't be claiming they lost two billion dollars, like we've seen from certain uh, owners this this winter. Insane.
0: Funny math.
1: Insane. And and by the way, we're okay with them just not having to open their books, which is another thing that cracks me up. It's that it, that's for that's that. That's something
0: for the record. Scott Boris has been Every, fighting with owners yeah. to open their books at least a decade now, yeah, if it's not two.
1: Dick. If you blame Scott Boris for baseball's problems. And Scott you- Boris
0: has been telling the owners, if you can't afford it, that's fine. But let's prove it. Open your books.
1: Yeah. And we're going to get, as fans, we're going to get screwed again. And they're going to blame the Blake Snells of the world for it. By the way, another guy rumored to be in trades. I don't know if it'll happen. Probably.
0: I don't fucking get
1: I don't get it either. Uh, I don't know what the Rays are up to there.
2: Please let it happen. Please let it happen, though. Yeah. (laughs) Let
0: me tell you, if the raids are trying to trade him, my antennas are up. Something's up. Like I said, they'll do something crazy, like trade him, get back insane value, get back a uh, an everyday player they can plug somewhere and use him, and then go out and trade for Sonny Gray and his twenty million dollars for two years. That's like the perfect Tampa Bay move.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, No, look, Jose Martinez. Or somehow.
0: Or somehow hoodwink them and get Castillo instead.
1: Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know what they're up to there because the Rays are also in the World Series window. For them to trade someone that controlled, may the alternative is his arm's going to explode. Yeah, which they seem to be ahead of those curves too.
0: Well, they turned him into a five inning pitcher. I don't know if if that's his. Yeah. If that's his wall or if that's something that they created. But Blake Snell can't pitch more than five innings, and you saw what happened. It literally cost them a World Series.
1: Yeah, and it could also be because he's disgruntled after that decision.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, look not
1: with Cole with Houston the year before, like you knew Cole wasn't going back to Houston after they left him in the in the bullpen in that Game yeah. Seven.
0: Eddie Eddie Snell to the Angels is a good move. Is just are the Angels smart enough to to trade with the Rays and not lose? I I don't know.
1: I think the Angels have to take a page out of the Knicks and the Knicks haven't done this yet, but they should. You're going to have to trade for that ace because I yeah. just don't think you're going to be able to sign one in free agency. But once you trade for one, if you can demonstrate you might be a playoff contender in a real playoff, uh, then you might be able to attract free agents in the future. You can
0: solve As the, that money comes
1: off from holes and Upton.
0: You can solve the Angels' problems this offseason with throwing money at Bauer and going and trade for a guy like Sonny Bray, who's still low, low cost. And you, know, you have two years- yeah. Uh, I think any right. great on a team like that makes a lot, a lot of sense.
1: Aaron, uh, in the off season, we're doing every other week. In the regular season, yes, it's every week, but we're always on Monday, 7 p.m. Yeah. Unless our West Coast contingent lobbies for a change one day.
0: And um, all of our previous shows are on YouTube, all 40 other shows.
1: Yeah. So you can you can catch up and, and hear the exact same conversations February of 2020 that we just had.
0: <laughs> So
1: uh so yeah so I, that's that's kind of where that's at there's one tidbit i want to share that was also in that espn article and then we can get into our uh, holiday surprises to wrap
0: up the show. it fits into the boon-headed
1: yeah uh,
0: portion is, of our show
1: as you guys who do watch the show often know we like to point out a boon-headed decision what a boon-headed decision is is born from aaron boone Um, just a bad managerial decision or decision in general or something stupid someone says. It's usually Aaron Boone. Sometimes we have guest appearances. This week it's about Aaron Boone again, which is great. So from that ESPN, (laughs) what I I find so funny about this, that ESPN plus article is mainly about payrolls. And then it had just a random segment about (laughs) Garrett Cole and Aaron Boone. And I'll read it. Yankees manager Aaron Boone greatly enjoyed his first year sharing a dugout with Garrett Cole. Makes sense. And how much Cole was invested in games on the days he wasn't pitching, which is great for Cole. Early in the 60-game season, the Yankees played the Phillies in a doubleheader on August 5th. I remember this game, Henry, specifically this doubleheader. Um, Yankees split with the Phillies that weekend, and the Phillies were like a complete disaster. Like they had no bullpen. They were playing like shit. That was
0: the weekend we decided to get the burner account.
1: Yes, Yes.
0: That was the series that we decided that would, to get the, I, like Twitter. At that
1: point, we had both had it so up to here with Aaron Boone and his terrible decision-making. It's so funny that they quote this. So on that doubleheader, knowing they had another twin bill scheduled for August 8th, because if you remember, there were a ton of doubleheaders last year, Boone arrested Aaron Judge and DJ LeMahieu on August 6th. During the course of that game, Boone used Judge as a pinch hitter with a runner at second and two outs in the eighth inning, and LeMahieu as a pinch hitter in the ninth. So he's giving these guys rest and then using them anyway. And Mo, by the way, he's benching at the time what was their two best hitters in the same game, which never makes any sense. Um, And these are seven-inning games as a virtue of the rule last year. Cole locked into the game, asked Boone afterward, why'd you use them in that order? It wasn't a question. Cole wanted to know the thought process behind the decision. And as it turned out, the question he asked was precisely what Boone had been asking himself after the Yankees 5-4 loss. It was a moment that revealed to Boone how deeply Cole thinks about the game, which in my mind is burying the lead entirely. Absolutely. It's a moment where you question why he is a manager when a starting pitcher on his non-off day is smarter than he is.
0: So, yeah, like you said, they bury the lead. They... they that portion of it is to show you how invested Garrett Cole is in the game. And when I read it, I immediately said it shows you how much of a fucking idiot Aaron Boone is that his own pitcher, not trying to say this guy's a fucking idiot is telling him you're a fucking idiot. Why did you make this move? So yeah, I I don't get it. I'm glad that our pitchers invested. I'm also glad he's thinking what the fuck is this guy thinking?
1: Yeah. It's great that like now we know in the Yankees own dugout, they're like, this guy's an idiot. Like, what? Well, why does he make these decisions? He costs us the game. And yep. uh, I can't wait until he's fired at the end of the year when we don't win a World Series again because yep. the Yankees refuse to spend and Aaron Boone's a moron.
0: Rob, what did you give that cat, bro? <laughs> the cat is, like, like, as high as hell. That
2: That's the way she is all the time.
0: Look at the camera. I want to see. If she was just looking with the eyes, chilling, like, hey... Y'all talking about Aaron Boom, man? Even I know that guy sucks. I
1: I cannot have cats because they always look like they want to kill me. (laughs) That cat's going to like rip your jugular out in your
0: sleep. I hope you know that.
2: No, not really. She actually, like tends to sleep by my side or on top of my head sometimes. But
0: my money's on Wendy doing that before. I was gonna say,
2: (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're damn right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, either way, it doesn't look great for you, Rob, in the future. Um, <laughs>
0: there you go. The cat got to the coquito.
2: <laughs> yeah, that oh, cat. The other, the other cat the other day drank. Um, had had a little. Had was licking the coquito from from Wendy's cup the other nice. day. Nice. And he was like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome.
1: Um. All right. So we will wrap up the show with a couple of announcements. One is that we, uh, we are looking into potentially coming at you in a different way next year, <laughs> just experimenting with that. So we'll keep you guys posted on that. What I mean by that is possibly a platform that isn't Zoom, possibly on several different platforms at once. Um, we'll keep you posted on that. I now have started my vacation, so I'll have some time to dedicate towards that for the podcast. The second thing, Um, We are going to write an injustice right now, and I coaxed her into joining. Hopefully, she's still watching. It was Michelle Carter's birthday, according to Facebook, October 16th, Um, and we completely dropped the ball on that. No one wished her a happy birthday. She is a big watcher of this show and a big participant in baseball life, and she has been very instrumental in making our West Coast presence stronger and michelle if that date is wrong it is because your facebook's wrong um but i wanted to wish michelle officially a happy birthday because she deserves it uh and we Want to tag her what's that
0: no i was saying rob tag her if you can
1: yeah um so happy birthday michelle i hope your 25th birthday was fantastic and uh and that's, that's
0: that. where you we, and we're all usually good with that kind of stuff. So I know.
1: Well, that's why it felt so bad. Is like, you know, we've got seven admins or whatever, and not a single person picked up on it. So, yeah, yeah
0: that's definitely. Uh, I'm glad we righted that wrong. And thank you for being, uh, she's on here every week with us, man.
1: Yeah, big viewer. And I think she was at like the World Series or yeah, the she's
0: very at, active in the group. She,
1: yeah. So, um, so anyway, already
0: so one of the threads. She was, yeah, definitely. So I'm glad she's on our team.
1: Yes. Now, Here's our last surprise, really wrapping up the holiday season here. Uh, As you guys know, Rob Martinez joined us. It looks like in April, I think, unless that's your cat's name. When did you actually join us, Rob?
2: Around that time, around April, yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah. So Rob's been with us since April. Um, He helps – he is the backbone of the show. He helps everything run – Um, He gives us visuals, all things we didn't have. If you watch our very early shows, Henry and I talking, we didn't get to do nearly the cool things we did, especially when we started introducing highlights during the regular season. Um, He also is going to school and working and has a lot on his plate, including trying to get a PlayStation 5 right now. (laughs) And while, Rob, we don't have a PlayStation 5 for you, I did risk COVID to go to Universal over this past weekend, uh, and along with Melanie's blessing and Henry's blessing, we have some surprises for you that we'd like to give you as a thank you for being our producer. One of which is this Wolverine action figure. Nice. Uh, stuffed animal. <laughs> yep. <Sweet>. So <laughs> I, I coaxed Rob into giving me his top five superheroes <laughs> in pop culture life with the intention of going out and buying him some swag which was surprisingly hard because Universal is mo- Marvel and you happen to like mostly things that aren't Marvel.
2: Yeah, DC. Except,
1: <laughs> except for Deadpool. So we yeah. have a Deadpool
2: hat for you. Um, that oh, oh, that's you. an X-Men hat, but. <laughs>
1: Your way. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite of all, we have a Deadpool shirt to match. With. So oh, that
2: matches my tat. <laughs> my tat right there. you go, yeah. There. So, <laughs> perfect.
1: We it's wanted perfect. to send you Thank some you. things. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I will mail that out tomorrow. As I said, I'm on PTO, so I can actually go to do things. I like go to the post office. Um, but anyway, you. thank you for for being with us for this year. Absolutely, we have many more years together. We wish you the best in school and other things that take away from you being on this podcast. And uh, and you can expect those things in the mail. Thank
2: you. And really quick,
0: Ricky just mentioned that November 26 was his 50. If I can't believe we've dropped that too. Ricky does not look 50.
1: I don't even I don't even believe Ricky has birthdays. So I'm kind Ricky
0: of Ricky does not look 50 years old. He is in our um football life fantasy football uh playoff right now, but I would have never guessed Ricky was fifty years old.
1: Yeah, there's no chance. Um anyway, if you are telling the truth, Ricky, happy birthday to you. I by the way, I'm a hundred percent blaming Matt Bushnell for not knowing your birthday because.
0: Absolutely
1: he's a white Sox fan. So that's completely on Matt. We take no responsibility whatsoever. I'm taking the L on Michelle. I am not taking the L on you. That is completely (laughs) the audibles problem. They should have been on it and they weren't. So that's on them. Feel free to yell at them and I will join you. Um, Speaking of the audible, that is your show tomorrow they're also on on friday and i don't know if that's cut into our viewership or not but i'm kind of mad about that but they do a great job so you still want to watch their shows football season is among us we are in the witching hour of the regular season um watch the audible 7 p.m tuesday eastern time randy hammond matt bushnell they do a great job breaking down x's nose
0: To watch them if you want to hear me talk shit about Josh Allen in the go way and Matt just having to eat all of it this season. Yeah,
1: Matt has had to eat much shit related to Josh Allen this year. Um, although he usually is, is right about things. So uh, including Patrick Mahomes, just being ungodly. Step backs are Wednesdays. Make sure you watch those. That's a great show. Leon and Jacob, big viewers of this show. Um, I try to tune in as much as I can, even though um, I am a Knicks fan. So basketball to me is a distant fourth as far as sports go and uh and that's no
0: nope. we have added a new show to our arsenal on thursdays
1: that's it's right
0: workshop so- wrestling podcast uh Corey richmond jason brooks are now with the team in wrestling life so if you're not in wrestling life get your ass in there because i understand they're burning people alive on pay-per-views now <laughs> so <laughs> if you're not in wrestling life get in wrestling life and that's thursdays at 7 p.m eastern
1: Yes, brand new. They have uh, a new wrestling show there. So we'll see what 2021 brings. Hopefully it's better than 2020 for a lot of you. Um, But one constant, you'll have us. We'll be back January 4th with the next edition of Dong City. This has been the 41st edition, the holiday edition. We'll see you in the new year. This has been Dong City, 7 p.m. Monday, two Mondays from now. Have a great
2: night. Have a merry Christmas and a happy oh,
0: holidays. Oh ho, ho, Dong City bitches.